Welcome to Lemons, everybody. This is Andre McSween. This is Brian Winston. What's good, B? Um, everything's good. Well, not everything. Well, most things are good. In my life, in my little bubble of life, things are things are going well. All right. Well, that's a, that's important, right? I want you to tell the people about these this rice and beans re- recipe you, that you created. I think it sounds... Yo. That shit sounds banging. Yo, it's really good, man. It's really, really good. Like, yo, I I grew up, I grew up on rice and beans. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ate a lot of rice and beans. Um, my family is, uh, uh, you know, Afro, Latino, Caribbean. Um, every like a lot of the shit that that's like fad foods now. Like, I grew up on that shit. Like, we ate avocado every day. Yeah, we ate plantains every day. Um. You know, there was always fucking plantains on our fucking plate. Yeah. Uh, rice and beans, that was a staple in our house. Uh, my grandmother used to make rice and beans. Like, my grandmother, my grandmother put so much work into making dinner for the family. She used to uh, make rice and beans with coconut milk. Mm, that sounds good. Yo, it was insane. And um, it would be... It would be her her recipe was rice with uh red beans. So the, like the little the little small red beans and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh yo, she would get a coconut, crack the coconut, uh deshell it, grate the coconut with by hand on a box grater, and then and then put it inside like um uh cheesecloth and and squeeze the coconut milk wow. out of the coconut. Yeah. Like, I remember thinking to myself, I, I, I remember thinking to myself, like, yo, grandma, like, you could get coconut milk in a can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, I didn't even realize how authentic and how delicious it was. Um, yo, like, that was, like, a big part of my childhood. So I decided to uh, make some rice and, some rice and peas, uh, arroz con grandules, uh, rice with uh, pigeon peas. Mm. Today, my I was just I just came back from Maine, uh, me and my wife, and she attempted to make uh, rice and beans. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was out, um, you know, doing some doing some help, actually helping my sister in law move. She was mm. in the house, and she was like, "Could you instruct me how to make rice and beans um, via text message?" Yeah, so so, um, she attempted, and uh, it was her first attempt. Mm -hmm. It didn't really come out. It didn't come out, uh, you know, bad, but it didn't come out great. Right. And um, so it inspired us to, uh, we we got back home, and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to make, she wanted some rice and beans, so I made the rice and beans. Oh, man. Yeah. Listen, man, shout out to to the wife for, for making the attempt, man. Yo, man, yo, you know what, man? One thing I could, the one thing that I could say um, uh, is, uh, well, I mean, I could say a lot of things are consistent, um, but she, de- she definitely, like, she's fearless when it comes to any of that kind of shit. Like, she'll, you know, like, she knows the kind of shit that I like to eat. She knows the shit that I grew up eating. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows, like, the shit that makes me feel uh like I'm home and right. she'll just like she'll like Google a recipe and just say fuck it and just like she'll just fucking go and attempt anything. And a lot of the times like she's you know like she's pretty um she's pretty on, you know, like she's good. She's good in the kitchen. Dope man. 
That's yeah. real dope, man. That's yeah. shout, shout out to Lasha, man. Yeah, she's pretty dope. Uh, but you were telling me, but but, but the, you just telling me about it made me want to oh, go to your house. Oh, like like how I was, like, oh so the way I made With the it bacon was, and all that. God, yeah, damn. you got to but you got to get good bacon, man. You got to get like good bacon. Like, um, I got. You be dying on that on that swine, brother. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. Yo, I want bacon. I want pork and everything. Yo, I'm, yo, my mom, my mom, my mom is Costa Rican. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, like yo, Latinos, like yo, Latinos love pork, b. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand it. I just, I, I, I but I understand it. It may come from Spain. I mean, I know the Spanish people. I know like Spain, like Spaniards. I know they're real big on pork. They're real big on. Like they have really like I've never been to Spain from what I understand. Like they like they have they like age ham and it's like a thousand dollars a leg. Like they really oh yeah yeah they They real serious about that. They treat the pigs real good. It's almost like how they do wagyu beef. Oh yeah, treat the cows really good and give them beer and massages and they live a better life than you and I live kind of thing. They think they do the I think they do the same thing with with um, pigs in Spain. And they like really treat them well. They give them a really specific diet. They have to eat a certain kind of like acorn or something like that. Yeah, and they acorns treat them well. and all and types then... of crazy, all types of crazy. Um, uh, I heard acorns. I heard walnuts. Right. Um, I heard right. all types of crazy shit. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, maybe, I, it comes, you know, maybe it comes from maybe it comes from maybe it comes from Spain. I don't know. Maybe, but yo, I love I love that shit. And um, I do mines. I did mines with the uh, country bacon and. Uh, and dry and dry beans, not canned beans, mm. um, and just like regular, like long grain uh, white rice. I don't put a lot when I cook. I don't use a lot of different ingredients. I don't put a lot of different ingredients in my shit. Um, I'm just very specific about the ingredients, and I like to keep it like real low. Like in my rice, uh, I shit four ingredients in my rice. Mm. Four ingredients: rice, beans. Uh, country bacon, like the ends, like country bacon ends and shit. Um, mm. But it's, it's got to be, but it's got to be like good. It's got to be good, good bacon. You know what I'm saying? Like not like, not like shop right bacon and shit. It's got to be like good fucking bacon and garlic. That's it. You know, I I I, I love the taste of pork. I I used to love I used to love ribs. I used to love bacon. Um, yeah, ribs, ham, like country ham, like glazed ham. I used to love. But then, like, my wife started kind of st- – like, pepperoni pizza. Oh, my God. Pepperoni and sausage pizza. Oh, my God. That's, like, my favorite thing. But Bro, then my pepperoni wife, is the shit. Pepperoni is the shit, man. Yeah. God damn. But then my wife started kind of, like – she st- kind of stared away from – she st- stayed away from eating beef, and she stayed away from eating pork. And well, I think that that's – I think that the, the leaving the pork alone is something that's real big in our community, too. Yeah, African-Americans are like, nah, I don't eat that pork. Yeah, you don't fuck with it. I think that comes. I think that comes from the um, the, the the Muslim influence. Yes, absolutely. Like yeah, I, the Muslim influence. I went when I was a kid. I used to have so many, so like I had so many interesting um, arguments with my friends because I had a lot of friends that they. I had a lot of friends that started drifting over to the Muslim faith. I had a lot of friends that started becoming five percenters. I had a lot of friends that started. Um, you know, becoming Rastafarians. Rastafarians and, uh, don't eat. They, they don't eat pork. Rastafarians don't eat pork. Why don't Rastafarians eat pork? A lot of Rastafarians don't even eat meat. 
Huh. A lot, a, yeah, a lot of Rastafarians don't even eat meat, man. Um, you know, I can't even pretend. I can't even pretend to uh, understand the depth of it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like a lot of Rastafarians. I love a lot of Rastafarians. Like they're just straight up vegans. They don't. They don't eat poultry. They don't eat any of that shit. A lot of my uh, friends and a lot of my friends was uh, Rastas, and a lot of them didn't. You know, they um they followed like vegan slash vegetarian lifestyles and um but yo i always i always loved i loved pork man i loved pork like i couldn't give up pork and and i went by my middle name my middle name is sharif it's a muslim name you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying so it was hard it was hard growing up (laughs) loving pork so much you know what i mean right right I don't know. You know, it maybe it may you know what it could be. I think also in the African American community, I think it could be a response to, like in slavery, we were given whatever we could, and you know, soul food. A lot of soul food comes from the foods that we were just kind of given. Soul food is another example of how how African Americans were given the scraps, and we made something really dope from and, the and scraps. We were, and we were resource, resourceful. We were yeah. Soul food is another is another way of us showing our resourcefulness. Just like hip hop's a way of us showing us uh, showing our resourcefulness. Like hip hop came from when they started canceling you know um, music programs in schools, and people didn't have instruments to play. Yeah. So we, we used our creativity. What we have around us. What we have these turntables. Right, so they started making hip hop music based upon you know the the beats they heard and the other music. So we so we created hip hop from other people's music because that's just what we had. And I think soul food is the same thing, but I think there's also there's a there's a response to slavery and you know and to the foods we ate during slavery, right? I remember my mother. I remember my grandmother used to make scrapple. You know what scrapple is? Yeah, scrapple is uh is uh pork byproduct. It's like it's, it's all the stuff that they can't put a label on. That they if they put a label on it, you wouldn't yeah. eat it. Yo, before we knew what scrapple was, that shit was delicious. Oh my god. So it's like it's like bread. It's like if you took pork, it's like if you took pork and made scrambled eggs out of it. Basically, but it's all yeah. the pieces. But it's, <laughs> but, it, but it's all the pieces. It's all the pieces. It's like you know, the, the, it's the, the feet and the hooves and the yo. But that's that's some good and shit. And, and all and it's all the stuff that they can't put a label on. But it is delicious, right? Yeah, and, and it makes it with it makes it with bread and it comes in these cakes. So I think that people started realizing that yo, this is slave food. And people started being like, nah, fuck that. I don't eat that slave food, man. I think that that's why a lot of African-Americans, you know, also with the, 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 the Muslim influence, it's like, yo, don't eat that slave food. And pork is slave food. So, Yo, but you know what, though? You know what's crazy is a lot of that, a lot of that slave food has now worked its way back into, into mainstream culture, man. Like, you know. Mac and um, cheese. Yo, mac and cheese, bro. Mac and cheese. Yo, a matter of fact. Uh, I grew up also eating. Um, I also grew up eating uh, pig feet, of course, right? right? Um, but pig feet wasn't huge from where I came from. Pig feet, pig feet was more of a, a American influence, like yeah. African American influence. Yeah. Um, I grew up eating cow's feet. Cow's feet? Is that tasty, bro? Yo, I guess you could make anything tasty. Let they me tell make, you something, if they man. Can make chitlin, if they can make chitlins tasty, they can make anything tasty. Yo, a lot of the good, sh- a lot of the good shit I grew up eating. Like, if I described it to you and told you what it was, 
before I gave it to you, you wouldn't fucking want it. You'd be like, don't give me that shit. Like, yo, <laughs> cow, cow's feet. Well, cow's feet is, um, you know, in the Caribbean, they make, uh, they make soups out of cow's feet. Mm. It makes really, like, a really, really good uh, broth and shit, right? And right. Um, my grandmother used to make a cow foot soup. Some people call it cow heel soup. Mm. Uh, she also used to make chicken foot soup. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Melissa's Melissa's mother when she cook when she cooks chicken, yeah. And she makes like a chicken stew. It'd yeah. be chicken, it'd be chicken legs in there, it'd be chicken thighs in there, it'd be chicken. Yeah. But it'd also be some feet in there. Yeah. Because the Man, feet, that shit is banging. The feet make really, really good uh broth because it's full of collagen. So it's, it's really fatty. good for you. Yeah. It's well, it has collagen protein, right? right. Look in the market today. Go in go in any GNC today and Everybody's crazy about collagen protein now. Right. Everybody's drinking bone broth now. I grew right. up on bone broth. I've been drinking. I've been drinking uh, uh, chicken foot soup and cow foot soup my entire childhood. You know, um, one of my one of my tra- uh, training colleagues. He was he was giving a recipe to his client the other day for uh, how to make a chicken bone broth. You know, and he was like, she made it sound like it was like, oh, yeah, you know, this like the new thing. And it's like, I grew up drinking that shit. Yeah. You know, that's why little black, that's why little fucking black boys and girls so fucking strong, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We fucking strong, B. We're fucking drinking chicken foot soup. <laughs> These motherfuckers putting that shit in a GNC. That shit was in my house. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's wild, yeah. man. Yeah. As well, you know, you know it's and it is funny how like these things are starting to become more like mainstream, like grits. Yeah, like, like grits. I grew up on grits, man. Now they call it polenta. That's the same thing. It's <laughs> the same thing. Fuck out of here, polenta. Nah, I have the grits, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Don't you bring that fucking polenta. You better bring me some motherfucking grits. You know yeah, man. It's um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 crazy. Like now, you look, you look. A lot of a lot of those things are now fast. Cuts of meat, they used to be, uh, you know, considered poor cuts of meat. Now, you know, they're top cuts of meat. They charge in, they charge in real um, big ticket prices on these things in restaurants. Yo, did me and you ever go to um, Ocheval? Did we go there? Where? That, with that burger? Ocheval? Ocheval. Is, okay, so this is a place in Manhattan called Ocheval. I think it's the best burger I've had in my life. Really, it's up. It's it's top three. Yeah, what makes it? I, what makes I, it that you, good, though? You and I went to JG Mellon. That's my. That's one of my favorite burgers too. JG Mellon's a gangster burger. That's a J- really good burger. JG Mellon is a pretty good. Is a pretty good burger. I love that burger. You know what? No, I, it depends. But the Ocheval like burger. burgers, though. The Ocheval burger. So I put it this way. So. So I'm a burger connoisseur. I don't eat okay. as much as I used to because, like I said, my wife don't. My wife don't really do. Um, beef, and I try not to do beef in front of her too often, but I, I'm a burger snob, right? Like, for me, like, that, um, that J.G. Mellon burger yeah. is up there, t- is in my top three. That um, Mineta Tavern burger used to be my top three. That shit fell the That's fuck off That's a good burger. Earth. Nah, I had it recently. I had it, like, maybe, I had it maybe before COVID, I had it. 
Okay. And I went in thinking, oh, I remember, I remember it being such a good burger and such a dope experience. Like Manetta Tavern, you go to Manetta Tavern, that's like an old school New York yeah. restaurant. That's and a- the first time I went in there, the, the, the waiter was an old white dude. And you could tell that was his only job. He was like a professional waiter. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, there's no windows in the place. And it has like this kind of like New York feel to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And they brought that burger, and I remember being like, "Yo, this burger is slamming." I remember I don't even think I put ketchup on it; it was so good. Like they take the best cuts of meat. Anyway, I had it. I had that was like maybe like five years ago. I went in there, I think last year, and we had that burger again. And the waiter was like, <laughs> "And then it <laughs> anyway, it just wasn't the same experience, right?" And the burger came out, and it just wasn't it wasn't what I remembered it being. So that thing kind of fell off my list, but. The JG Mellon burgers up there, and I'll be honest with you, that Shake Shack burger is dope too. That's a good burger. I ain't gonna front, man. That's a good burger. Shake Shack but, burger, yeah. But you I know like what? It. it well, it depends. It depends on what you like for a burger too. Like, okay. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm never gonna shit on Shake Shack. Mm-hmm. Shake Shack. Shake Shack was one of my secret. Um, was one of my secret getaway uh, treats for myself. Like when I was um. When I was training on the Upper West Side, I used to leave my my gym, go to Shake Shack, get a burger, and then go eat it in the park so that my boss and my coworkers wouldn't see me. <laughs> the shame burger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll have the shame. I'll have the double shame burger. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, with the guilt fries. Yeah, extra guilt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. You know, like that's that's a good that's a good that's a good burger. That Manetta Tavern burger. burger is a good burger. You ever had you have you ever had umami burger? Because now we talk oh, about yeah. like umami burger is banging. That's a good burger. You know, I, I I haven't had that in a real long time, man. I haven't had burger in a real long time. I can't I can't I can't even say where I rate it. I think that was that definitely was in my top ten. That, that was the, the umami burger was definitely in my top ten. The umami burger was the burger that broke me out of eating vegetarian. It was oh that that's the one that switched you over. That's the one that yeah. uh, that broke you. Yeah, <laughs> it was umami burger. I was, it's a good burger, man. It's a good burger. But yo, let me tell you about that old Cheval burger, man. It was so good. Like I went there with my boy Scott. My boy Scott, who's 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 in my um, he's in my referral group. He's in my, a business group that I'm in. Yeah, and he was talking about. He thought it was one of the best burgers. So we went up there, man. It's so good. It's like. The, the burger comes out and it's perfectly sized burger, right? It fits right on the bun. The bun is nice and soft and it's toasted. And they put this cheese on it and the cheese melted perfectly over it. And it's a real good cut of meat and it's just the right amount of fat, right? And it comes, you can either order it. I ordered it with this, they, they got this bacon that comes with it. You get that, it's like this caramelized bacon. God damn, it was so good. Yo, it was so good. We So we had it, I had it one time with him. And then I brought a friend of mine who's like a who's kind of like a food somewhat of a food connoisseur, and he he said that he didn't really like it that much, and I was like angry at him for that. <laughs> oh, you're an asshole. I was like, I was like, <laughs> yo, yeah, I was like, I was like, damn, this is good. And I was sitting there eating it. We sat at the counter, and he was like, yeah, it's okay. And I I remember being like angry at him, like, what the fuck is your problem? Oh, you like it that much? 
Yo, it's me- but anyway, the reason why I brought that the burger is slamming. The burger is so it's, listen, if you're all out there, if you want to have a real good burger, if you want to have the in my opinion, the best burger in New York City or top three burger in New York City is that OSHA ball burger. It's banging. You can get it, you can either get it with two patties on it or you can get it with four patties on the three patties on it. It's banging. Anyway. What the fuck? It's four it's, patties on it? Yo, it's not. It's so good. It's fatty and it fits perfectly. The first the first bite is just as good as the last bite. That's my thing too. Like if we eating burgers, don't give me some big sloppy burger. I bite into it one time and the thing falls apart. What the fuck are we doing, B? Like, Damn. or a burger we got to eat with a fork. What are we doing? Like, stop that. Like, whenever I see a burger stacked real high with a bunch of stuff, it's like, yo, calm down, yo. What are you trying to prove? Whoa, 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 whoa. But what if you are? But what? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Like, what if it's good though? What if it's good? Nah, it's not gonna be good. Come on, you're gonna put, you're gonna. I've seen places you go to, and it's a burger, and on stacked on top of that burger is bacon, and stacked on top of the bacon is um is is macaroni and cheese. Like, get that off of there. That's not a well, burger. Well, you're making see, a monstrosity now. You're fucking it up. You're doing I, too much. I do, I do believe that this is such thing as overkill. Like, I like Dude, simple. I like that. simple shit. Cut I like that simple, out, simple, simple Cause, shit. Because how are you supposed to eat it? How? Yeah. You're yeah. supposed to mash it down, and now you created this. Thing. Like I don't know, I'm, I don't stop that, yo. Just give me, just give me a good bun, give me a good burger, put some cheese on that, put some, make it edible. If it ain't edible, then what are we doing? This is food. This is supposed to be edible, and the first bite should be just as good as the last bite. Because yeah. a lot of times those messy burgers, you bite into it one time, and then it starts to fall all over, and you gotta hurry real fast to eat it. Like nah, let me take my time with this thing, man. Anyway, that's Damn. not even why. <laughs> anyway, Ocean Balls Burger is banging. Anyway, I'll debate it with anybody. It's banging. But right. what, I, what I was getting to, though, they have um, this appetizer. You can either get it as an appetizer, you can get it as a main course. They got a bologna sandwich. They got a bologna Yo, sandwich. Let me tell you, bologna can be a pretty fucking gourmet experience, man. Ooh, I'm trying to tell you about this bologna sandwich. Yo, <laughs> it sounds, it sounds crazy. Cause, so the first time I went, I didn't have it. Right, the second time I had that, this the second time I went, I went with my, my boy that I brought with me, and we shared it. We shared that as an appetizer, and they take this bologna and they slice it mad thin. They slice it real, real, real thin, and they cook the bologna on the grill, and they put they put some type of sauce on it. I don't know if it was mayonnaise or if they called it aioli or whatever they call it. They put some. Oh my god, I'm not even sure what else was on it, but I just remember being like, "Yo, that's that's by far the best bologna sandwich I've ever had. It's gangster. It is." It is, it is really super good. Oh my god, that bologna! Said, and yo, it's bologna. What are we talking about? Like people, you people shit on bologna. When's the last time you were like, yo, I, I'm about to make a bologna sandwich? When's the last time you said that, Dre? Yo, I had a bologna sandwich uh, week, like seven years ago. Right. The last time I had a bologna sandwich, I was probably four years old. Last time mm. I had a bologna sandwich. Probably last time, right? But before this time, yo, that bologna sandwich was off the hook. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm trying. To, I'm not exaggerating. I can sit here all day and talk about this bologna sandwich. You are gonna have it? And you could be like, he was right. That bologna sandwich is dope, yo. And it's bologna. So now, yeah. that, and it probably costs yo the bur- the bologna sandwich probably costs fifteen dollars, right? Yeah, it probably costs fifteen dollars. Right, probably even more for the bologna sandwich. So now they're taking something that was like that people kind of shit on for years, and they're making it into something that's gourmet. Yeah, you know, I I think it's dope, man. Well, I mean, 
food that's the thing food is there's no such thing as uh bad food and good food when you're talking about taste right when you're talking mm. about taste because you could elevate you could you could elevate uh ingredients to make something amazing like right. i had i think the best the best bologna i ever had i had a barbecue bologna sandwich in memphis mm, i know that was good bro I had never like, you know the 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 funny thing, um, and I think I think barbecue bologna is a regional thing there because it was it was it was signs for it everywhere. Like it was it was almost on everybody's menu. Barbecue yeah. bologna. I had barbecue bologna in Memphis at this little barbecue shack, man, and it was like it was like a thick cut of bologna. It was like a bologna steak, bro. Mm. Yeah, like. It was definitely the kind of bologna sandwich that I wouldn't make. I wouldn't buy bologna that thick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I feel like bologna that thick can't be good for my insides, right? It's not. Yeah. So, so it was a <laughs> thick cut of bologna that they threw on a, on a, on a griddle and they f- like fried it in like butter. And what? then it went, yeah. And then it went on like these big like slabs of like Texas style toast Oof. with, with coleslaw. Oof. And barbecue and barbecue sauce. Oof. Yo, when I say that shit was good, that shit was so good that I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> Straight up. Like, it's confusing. Cause you're like, yo, man, wait a minute. Hold up. I just let somebody talk me into buying bologna. Right? At a restaurant. These motherfuckers got ribs on their menu. Yeah. They got ribs on their menu. I ordered bologna. Right. That shit was the, was the most... As a matter of fact, I said one of the most. It was the most amazing bologna sandwich and bologna experience that I have ever had in my life. Right. Yeah, that shit was good. Uh, is that place known for its bologna sandwich? Uh, I think that a lot of places there okay, are right. known for their bologna right. sandwiches. Yeah, you said it's, it's like, a regional thing. That's a regional thing. Like, um, you know, so like you see it, you see it a lot. It's not just, um, you know, it's not just at one place or another. There's a bunch of different places that you can go there and get um, barbecue bologna. It's an interesting Man, that city. That's an interesting city. Good food city. Memphis. Yeah. Real good food city. Hmm. Yeah, I'm down. Let's go. Let's go tomorrow. Well, I don't know if now is a good time to go. Oh, uh, right. Because of, of racism, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if now is a good time. As a matter yeah. of fact, um, uh, when... Damn you, racism. <laughs> when I was there last, uh, when I was there last, the city was, um, there was, there was, there was conflict in the city because I, I think a petition was going around to take down the statue of Robert E. Lee that mm. they have, um, have a, a statue of Robert E. Lee in, in the park. It might or might not be there right now still. I don't know whatever uh, happened to that situation. But uh, they wanted to take down this statue and uh, and the KKK came out and rallied. Okay. The KKK doesn't rally in like New York City. Nah, they? they don't. They don't. They, they're smart. They ain't stupid. Yeah, they smart, man. You think, you think the KKK is going to come out and rally in the Bronx? Yeah. Yo, in the Bronx, bro? Right. Yo, I wouldn't go to the Bronx to see the best fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Like, in the Bronx? Like, you think the KKK gonna come out and fucking rally in Brooklyn? Right. Nah, they ain't stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they not they not they not fucking they not out I of mean, their minds. I mean, but you know I mean, they're stupid, but they're not that stupid. You know, and, but hey, but and, and and don't get me wrong, Memphis, you this parts of Memphis, parts of Memphis make fucking parts of New York City look like the fucking kitty side of the amusement park. You know what I'm like, saying? Their poverty is different. It's like it ain't like you living in a building. You living in like a shack. Yo, like it's it's so different when you go to those places. A lot of these places that like, you know, they go and they rally and they go and they show force. They not like New York City. You know what I mean? They're not like New York City. But their bad is a different kind of bad. Like their living con- when their living conditions are bad. Like their living conditions are real bad. Like what? Um, you know, it's just very like just like super 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 um uh. Low end compared to New York City, like you said here. Here, you poor. You know, you live in a fucking. You live in a building. You know, and I've been. I've been. I grew up in a freaking. I didn't grow up living in a project, but I had tons of friends in the projects. Mm. Some of their fucking apartments were fucking nice. Mm. Their apartments were nice, man. You go. You go to fucking New Orleans, and right. and and go into the hood in New Orleans. That shit is a bit different, bro. You know, you talking right. about like you know kids playing outside with no shoes and all that. You know what I mean? You go to places like Memphis; it's different. It's a different. It's a different kind of uh, like you said. It's a different kind of poverty. It's a different the 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 lower the lower the, the people that are the lower end of the financial spectrum. Like they live differently than than they do in uh, in New York, right? Because in New York, you still like it's there's still a thing that things are somewhat convenient. Like there's there, there's stores nearby. Like there's a strong structure. Like I know down south they get hit with them bad storms. So I can imagine living in one of those shacks and one of those crazy storms come through. New York, we don't really have like we get storms, but it ain't like storms like they do down there. At least you're in a structure. Like down there, I can imagine living in a shack and one of the big ass crazy storms come through and, and wipe people's houses away. Yeah, well, that shit just happened. You know, right. fucking hurricane just hit New Orleans and Texas, and then and, and caused a whole bunch of fucking havoc. Nah, um, yeah, man. But um, yeah, I mean, yo, g- g- great, great fucking city to eat in. Probably not the best city for you to like go down there, uh, go go to uh, two thousand twenty. Right, but <laughs> but but they have a lot. But they they also have like a big. There's a large black population down there it ain't like oh yeah like, oh yeah just like Hell's yeah there is white people like there's yeah. some places well, in the there's some, some places in the in the country where it's just like all white people and they don't like black people like, they, like when i think of memphis i think of like i think of the first thing i think of is like poor black people when i think of memphis actually well you know what what my experience has been in the south and dope is, barbecue. Uh, i think those i think i think about poor black people and i think of dope ass barbecue like my experience in the South so far has been great food. First mm-hmm. and foremost, great food. You you're gonna find great food. You go to Texas, holy shit, Texas. You eat Texas barbecue, and then you come back here and look at the best barbecue here, and be like, uh, you know, y'all don't know shit about barbecuing. <laughs> like like mediocre Texas barbecue fucking blows New York barbecue out of the water for real. Yeah. Um, there's a spot, there's a spot that I love to go to when I'm there and it's a, it's a chain. 
it's a fucking chain and their fucking barbecue is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, good food. Uh, I feel like I've all, I've, I see a lot of, and then like you have, you have a lot of black people. You go to, go to Tennessee, you got a lot of black people, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Memphis, you got a lot of black people. You go to uh, a lot of these places, but I feel like the energy, the racial energy is very different there. Because you also, you got, you have a lot of, you got a lot of racist people in the South. Like I've experienced most of my, the racism that I've experienced with strangers, I've experienced in the South. For real. You know, oh, yeah. I, also, I, I have not, I can't, I gotta be honest with you, I have not spent too much time in the South. I've been, to, I mean, when, the time I spent in the South is like Miami, and I don't even count because that's not even. No, that's, that's not, not yeah. Yeah, Florida, right. Florida is like pseudo South. Like, Florida is not, well, some well, parts of Florida Miami is. is. Miami yeah. is. Miami well, is not the South. But then you go outside of Miami. Central, and Central that, Florida and up. Right. Central Florida and up. Like, right. you want to, you know, you want to, like, really, like, you want to see the part of Florida as the South. Like, you need to be, like, in, like, Central Florida and right. nor- and then north of that. Like, right. the, the the lower you go in Florida, you know, like, you damn near, you know, you in the freaking Caribbean. Right. right. But, um, but, yeah, a lot of the racism that I've experienced, uh, from which from strangers, I've experienced in the South. Like, what happened? Uh, shit. What didn't happen? Um, uh, Memphis, when we were in Memphis and the Klan rally was in town, uh, I got called, I got called a nigger in Texas. Uh, I got called a nigger in, actually, I got called a nigger in Texas twice. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I can't remember Uh, the last time I was called a nigger. I I really can't remember. I literally cannot remember. Yeah, I got called a nigger in Texas twice. I got called a nigger. Um, I was in Houston, and somebody shouted it at me through the window of a truck. What's that like for you? I, I, yep. like, like, like when that happened. Like, what's it like? I, so I li- I, I'm being honest. With you. I really, yep. literally, cannot remember the last times. I mean, I was probably five years old. The last? Oh, no, no, I can't remember. I can remember, and that's a story that I don't know if I want to tell. But because it, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Anyway, I, I do remember. I was very young, though. But what is it like for you now as an adult, like, to have somebody call, have somebody call? Not, not, I'm not talking about a black dude or how you, how you and I use it. I'm talking about having a white person use that word towards you. What's that like for you? Hmm. Um, you know what? It, it's one of those, I think that in all the shitty conversations, conversations and interactions that I could have with other with other humans when it goes there that's the one time that I'm truly stumped and I don't really have uh, a uh, uh, I don't have a productive response you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um, every time that somebody's used that word towards me I've it stumped the shit out of me, like because it causes like you get confused. Well, because this this is what happens. If all right, for instance, like I'll tell I'll tell the story of um, the last time it happened. The last time it happened, I was in Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where where my wife is from, and uh, this woman, I was in I was in this bar and I was. 
talking to this dude. This dude came up to me. I was sitting having a beer at this bar. I was doing a show down the block. And this was actually, this was before my wife. I was waiting to go do the show at this bar killing some time and this dude came up to me and was like yo man like what's a you know what's a dude with a Brooklyn Nets hat doing sitting at a bar in Maine they hate New York teams in Maine mm-hmm. um so we just started we started shooting the shit started talking and and um he ended up being a real cool cat like old white dude he looked like he looked like if Popeye was a real person he looked like Popeye wow he, yeah he had like this uh like big fisherman beard and he had like a sailor's hat on and mm. he had you know like he had like a uh a, a anchor tattoo on his arm he was because uh, he was a, he was in the navy right. so yo he was such a a breath of fresh air you know what i'm saying like because it was just like two dudes just being dudes you know what mm. i mean like it was like all love man and we sat there we talked probably for like two hours mm. and um you know, I was I was telling him why I was there, and then we and he he was like, "Oh, you're from New York," and then he was like, "Oh, he's like he's like I sell um boats to people in New York." He he flips boats, mm-hmm. so we were sitting talking about that. He bought me a beer. I bought him a beer. Uh, we played a game of pool. Uh, he had some he had some weed. He offered me some. He's just a good dude. He was probably like I would say he was probably like sixty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then this woman shows up and walks over and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, this is my girlfriend. He was wait, she was meeting him there, you know, like after work or whatever. Mm-hmm. So his girlfriend comes in. She's a little bit younger. She kind of looks like, she kind of looks, she looks like a beat up Farrah Fawcett. You know what beat, I mean? Beat up Farrah. Is that, was she attractive? She was, I mean, she was, she was probably, she was a couple years younger than him. She's probably in her fifties. Um, but she was very like, you know, big hair, uh, blonde hair, um, super tan. Mm-hmm. And, um, she came in and he was like, oh, you know, um, hey, you know, kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, this is my, this is my new friend, Andre. He's from New York. So she comes and she sits down and she joins in the conversation and, uh, she keeps, making comments about race she keeps making comments about race she keeps saying things about race she keeps um she keeps like you know like what she said say Dude, like you ever you ever like sat down you ever met somebody you know like somebody from a different race or culture and you talk to them and then they, it's almost like they have to keep trying to prove to you that they're okay with your presence it was like oh yeah, yeah, you know, um, I had this black friend in college, and I'm like, <laughs> that's weird. You know what I mean? That's weird. We don't have to do that. Right, right. <laughs> and then she kept doing that, and like every time she did that, even her boyfriend, um, old dude, he would, he would kind of like look at her. He would give her this look, like, like, what? Why are you doing that? You know what right. I mean? He wouldn't say anything, but he would give her a look. And she kept doing that, and then she like fist bumped me a couple of times. She started kind of like talking to me um, in like in like fucking you know like ebonics and shit <laughs> like 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 Eddie yeah, Murphy's, she started, yeah, it was like like Eddie Murphy's imitation of a black person yes 
she started, yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, I feel you. And then fist bump. And I'm like, why are you doing that? But I just, like, I, I felt that it was her feeling like she had to do that. Like, right. she had to be that way. You know what right. I'm saying? So I tried, the more she did it, the more I uh, pushed back against it. You know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to let her know, hey, listen, like, you ain't got to fucking fist bump me after I fucking say something. Right. You ain't, you don't have to tell me about all the fucking experiences you had in your life with black people. Just sit here and talk to me like a human being. Right. And, um, and then she was, she was looking at my tattoo, um, I, my, my half sleeve. She was looking at it and then she came over. And started um, pulling my sleeve up to look at it. So she pulled my sleeve up. She looked at it. And then she was like, oh, I just got a tattoo, too. And then she, like, pulls up a freaking skirt. And she has a tattoo that's went from, like, her, I would say, like, right over her hip down her, onto her leg, down to her knee. She had a peacock feather. Okay. So she pulls it up and she shows it. And then her, her boyfriend was like, oh, like, you know, like, that's kind of inappropriate. And uh, and then she started like pushing back against him. Things started getting real awkward. And um, and then the next thing I know, she's standing, she's standing behind me with her hands on my shoulders. She's rubbing my shoulders. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it was like weird. Where's this headed? (laughs) Yeah, it was like weird. So she's standing behind me, rubbing my shoulders, and um, and I'm so now I'm like getting uncomfortable, and I'm like trying to inch away from her, and um. And then she starts telling me, uh, then she starts telling me, she's like, oh, she's like, oh, your skin is soft. Your skin is so soft. Your skin is so beautiful. And, um, and then I started to get, I started to get into like uh, flight mode. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I want right. to get the fuck out of here. And then she said, um, she was like, oh, she's like, I spent so much time tanning. I spent so much time tanning. She's like, if there's one thing that I would ask for, uh, if I could do, if I could be like born all over again, I would, I would want this nigger skin. Oh, I was waiting for that. I would want this nigger skin. Yeah. Why just so? Why why that? Yeah. Why not just say darker skin? Yeah. So why that? Was she? She had no, no. She she got there and she immediately just started putting a foot in her mouth, like every fucking five seconds. So the, this happened. That, probably, you, think, you think that's it just probably a happened term? like within? It happened. It wasn't even thirty minutes. She hadn't even been there thirty minutes. Wow, that's so. That's like fascinating. Like, like out of anything you could, you could have said darker skin. You could have yep. said tan skin. Yep. You could have said anything. Yep. You could have said, but you could. You, she could have been like, yo, I wish I was black. <laughs> yeah. She could have said, eh, but she, like, so what do you think? Okay, so let's, let's break that down. Let's slow this down. Yeah. What, what, like, where do you, like, why that? Why that? Would you think she was just, she was just trying to push the boundaries or why? Like, what do you think? Okay, be- before we even go to why, <laughs> I have so yeah. many questions. So, so, so after she said that, what happened at that? So she said that and then right away, it was almost like my legs were spring loaded. I popped up out of my seat. Right? <laughs> so I popped up out of my seat and uh and then her her dude he started freaking the fuck out. 
he said, he jumped up. He was like, whoa, whoa. He's like, really? Really? He just kept looking at her. He's like, really? Really? And she's like, what? What? So I looked at her and I said, I said, why would you say that to me? Right. I can understand why you would say that to some, to, to, to your friends or to, you know, like, other people, like, why would, why, you, why would you say that to me and think that I'm going to be okay with it? And she said, she said, what? She was like, we're having a good time. We're friends now, right? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you know, and I, I was, I was like, well, I mean, I was like, I don't, I don't know you. I don't know you. Like, and even if I did know you, you would never know me good enough to say that shit to me. And yeah, and um, and then he ran over and he ran over and wedged himself in between us because like literally like she was in my face and then she started to get aggressive because because I had a problem with it. You understand what I'm saying? But she's embarrassed. Yeah. So she was like, "What? What?" He ran over and he grabbed her uh, to the side and he said, uh, "He looked at her and he said, that's inappropriate." And he looked at me, he said, I've never heard her use that kind of language. He said, I'm sorry. You know, um, you know, he's like, I, he's like, I couldn't be, I couldn't be more sorry. Wow. Then I feel right now he was, he really looked like he was like embarrassed. And he really did look like he was um, surprised that she said something like that. And, um, and then she said, well, you know, uh, I'm sure you say it. And I was like, that shit has nothing to do with you. That shit has nothing to do with you. That shit has nothing to do with this moment. Like, you know, it was almost like she didn't get it. Right. And, uh, and then security came. Security came over. It was bad. Like, security came. The cops came. The cops was, came? Yeah. A freaking police officer came because um, the bartender called, called the cops. Man. And, yeah, because it started to get it started to get a little crazy. It started to get a little hairy. I when I because yo know, when I hear when when I hear that word coming from uh, a Caucasian person, mm. like automatically like my fucking I, I I fucking black out. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like it's fucking go time. Mm. Whatever that whatever that is. You know what I'm saying? In the moment in um. Yeah, she was like, I just remember her looking at me and she said, she said, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it in, in any uh, negative way. She said, I didn't mean it in any negative way. She said, you know, that's a word. She said, that's a word that I heard all the time uh, as a kid in my house and nobody ever meant anything by it. Wow. That's just, that's the word. That you know how crazy to, that is? That's so, so she grew up in an environment where that word was what was the word that was used to describe black people yeah. and black skin. That's the word. Yeah. That's wow. That's, that's deep. He's a man. It paints, a, it kind of paints a, or starts to paint a very weird picture of what growing up in some households is like. Yeah. Like it, it completely knocked me off my feet to, um, I mean, of just hearing her, just having her, uh, talk to me that way, um, saying the word, and then also that being her reasoning for why she thought it was okay and that it was unharmful 
for her to uh, uh, use the word. But it's also, it's, it seems to be, I'm not going to say it's, it's not, it doesn't seem to be a consistent story, but I think that it is a story that happens, um, it, hap- it happens pretty often. I have friends that have the same stories too. Right. You know, I have, I have a buddy who told me, I have a buddy who told me he didn't, he never saw, uh, he never saw black people until he left his hometown and went to college. Mm. And that his his uh, his dad used the the n word all the time in the house. Wow! He came from a town. He came from a town where they only had like two black families in town. Wow! And that's and his dad always he said he had two um, he had two black friends at school, and they you know they just so happened to be the freaking star basketball players at his high school. And his dad would always uh, call them the nigger boys on the basketball team. That's so wild. Yeah. And it's weird, so, man, because, like, like, again, like, for me to hear that word, like, it don't really have a it, – it, it's like it says more about the person that's using it than it yeah. does about anything else. Yep. Right? Like, like that's the – like – I think Quentin Tarantino got into, he gets into a little, some heat because his characters use the word use that word right. If we watch Pulp yeah. Fiction, which was one of my favorite movies, yeah. like the movie's littered with the word nigger, right? Yeah. But I think it just says something about that. It doesn't say some. It doesn't say anything about Quentin Tarantino as much as it says something about that character, and it gives you an idea of who that person is by the words that they use. Right. So yeah. if someone calls me, if, if say I'm an, I haven't had this happen. I really literally the last time it happened to me, I was probably five years old. Right. And, I, and somebody got beat up for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So but as an adult to hear that word, it doesn't it doesn't affect me as much as it affects how I view you. I, oh, like, absolutely. I, like, it is. I don't hear it and think oh, maybe I am a nigger, like whatever that means, yeah. right? It's not like, it is, it's not hurtful. It's not a hurt, to me, it's not a, again, I haven't had it happen as an adult, but to me, it's not yeah. like a hurtful word. But to me, well, it's, it's like, not, to, it's, me, it's, to me, it's the, it's the intention behind the action that right. bothers me. That's right. like, it's like, why would you say, why would you say that shit to me? Like, right. why would you say that to me? Like, is it okay for me to punch you in the mouth now? Because I feel like if you, if you say something like that to me, then you're saying, you know what, I'm ready for whatever consequence comes with uh, me saying this. Yeah, it's for me, it is me. It's for me, I have less of a, to me, it's like, I almost feel like sorry for that person. Because to, oh, yeah, to me, it's like, you're showing me that that's your level of vocabulary, first of all. And second of all, that's, that's, it shows me that you have a, that viewpoint on life. And when I hear that viewpoint on life, I think of how sad that must be and how much like fear that must encompass and how much ignorance that encompasses for you to use. This is the word that you're going to use. Right. And then to think that it's going to hurt me like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> like, yo, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I eventually get there. But when when in the beginning, that shit is enraging, man. Right. That shit is enraging for someone to um for someone to speak to you like that. 
Right. Like, it's just, it's, I feel like it's a place of conflict where the minute, the minute I hear that word, like, there is no more um, conversation. Oh, there's right. no, Absolutely. There's no, there's, there's, there's yeah, no there's, way that we can resolve this like uh amicably right. like there's right. just no you know what i'm saying it's not like it's not like you nigger and i'm like oh what make you say that like not like like it, it's not like my curiosity is going to come in. like a, like the result is going to be me it the conversation is over one yeah but two it's, it's more like yo i yo that's like that's where you're coming from they, they still make you i think i think chris rock said that like they still make you like you still, yeah. you're still around. Like this is where you, this is what we're doing. Are we, are we ten? Like, are we eleven years old? Are we in the schoolyard right now where we're calling names and you're trying to hurt me with the names you call me? Like, and that's the name that you choose. Like, to me, it's like it shows me your level of ridiculousness, basically, and your level of stupidity. To me, it exposes that to me, and to me, that's sad. And 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 it's sad, but it's also in our country. It's dangerous. That's a dangerous. Oh, that, like, the, like the the um the fear. Like I think that the biggest the, the biggest threat to humanity is humanity's fears. Right. That's that that's yeah. our biggest that's our biggest threat. And in our country, we have a history of fear, the fear and ignorance of white people or European people of European descent being dangerous and being being fatal in some cases for people of African descent. Oh yeah, right. So, so the fact that, that there's still people who feel that's like, been consistent. That, that there's a, the, the fear of the, the, the white, the white, you know, the, the the Europeans' fear, the American Europeans' fear, um, and ignorance has been fatal in many cases to to the, the, the African Americans' um, life. It's been fatal. Um, so it's like it's a reminder that that that, that is still here. It's very clear that's still here. I remember when Barack Obama was in office, like some of the things that people said about him and see people, people said did, did, did to him is still very evident. And, and even the fact now, like like the, the, the Trump, Trump whether Trump really does believe the things that he says or he's just pandering to 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 a, to a certain base, it's been very effective. And the fact that it is so effective shows that this is still a, a part of what this nation is, and it and it's and that and that's scary. So the situation of being called a nigger is not the thing that's really scary for me. It's just an indicator of the a bigger problem in our society and in our country and in our world. Hmm. But anyway, Dre. Yeah. We went today from talking about food to talking about racism. Yo, man, that seems to be the the repetitive theme. Right. You know what? It's just because it's so it's so hard to um and I guess for like people, people listening, um, you know, this our our vision for this podcast was completely different from uh, what it's been about. Right. And I feel like the reoccurring reoccurring theme has been uh, racism. It's been uh, everything that's happening in the world today. It's hard not to address the things that are happening in yeah. the world today. Like it's every day. It's consistent. This is a. This has been a heavy year. Yeah, man. This has been a really, really, really heavy year. Um, you know. So, um, I really, I look forward. I look forward to being able to sit down and have lighter conversations about about 
other shit. There's so many, there's so many things. There's so many things that, uh, you know, we could talk about. There's so many things that we share as human beings. It just so happens that right now, one of those things has to, happens to be hatred. Right. You know? So. All right, Dre. Well, I love you, brother. And I, I appreciate love you being too, able man. to have these conversations with you, man. I, I, I hope people get something from it. I hope people leave these conversations after hearing these conversations and feel like they've gotten a different perspective. What is that noise, Dre? Oh, that, oh that's the Amazon, man. That's what? I'm, the Amazon, man. The, the, the Delivery. Oh yeah, he's dry. I don't know what I don't know what I'm waiting for. I don't know what kind of package uh, I'm supposed to be getting, but uh, he's just having he's having a hard time, man. Man, you know what? I realize some people do not deserve the jobs that they have, and their jobs and their jobs aren't even that fucking hard. Is that him? Ring, is that him ringing the bell? No, he's that's him trying to pull the van out of. He's trying to like make a, a ten point turn oh, to like. Okay. Cause I live, I live at the end of a, a dead end street. So uh, like he's trying to turn around and get out, uh, and uh, that's like his little. That's the beep beep beep. That's oh, the backup thing. Wow, except he's having he's having some challenge. Yeah, he's having a really really hard time, man. All right, well hopefully he makes it through. Yeah, well I'll pray well, for him. Well, like I said, I love you, brother. Um, I appreciate love you too, con- man. I appreciate these conversations, man. And I hope you all, I hope you all out there appreciate them too. Yeah, man. Well, hey guys, this was Lemons, and I'm Andre McSween, and I'm Brian Winston. Speak to you later. Peace.